Hello, friends. All right. This was an episode. Okay. We're doing something a little bit different tonight because usually you and I watch the episode at the same time. And then after it's done, we would talk about it a little bit, you know, get our thoughts and opinions. But this time you watched it today, Wednesday, and I watched it I last watched night. It yesterday. Oh, okay. I, I was there that. yesterday. Okay. All right. Never mind, Keith. All right. Anyway, so what my point is, we haven't had a chance to discuss it, right? Yeah, because, you know, last night I was up doing an interview at 8.15. Okay. We'll Welcome to Father Sun Galaxy. This is Kerwin. This is Keith. Sleepless. Thank you so very much. All right, let's just stick to the topic. All right, so we're going to talk about episode six, Far, Far Away. Okay. What are your thoughts? You just want to just dive right in at any particular point you want to? Let's just go? get in. Okay, let's just get in. Okay. Let's All do right. this. All right. Thrawn. Lars Mickelson finally appears. He's here. Okay. I love. He's real. Yeah. And he's back. Yes. I loved his introduction. I love seeing the. The One Piece is real, man. I love seeing the Chimera. You know, that Star Destroyer is huge. Um, I love seeing the the army of night uh, troopers. I think that's what they're called. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit, a little bit more about them, and then you know they're they're chanting his name, Thrawn, 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 Thrawn. and he's walking down the the, the you know the aisle. the aisle or you know the the landing platform, aisle. and he's facing uh, uh, Morgan Elizabeth and their Shin there. Yeah, so Morgan Elizabeth and Balin and yes. Shin, they're all there. Yes, right, okay. I love how Shin just has this thing against witches. Like, yeah. whenever there's a witch, she's like, oh, great, there's more of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, so let's talk about the Night Sisters. I can't tell if she's Russian or not. No, I don't think she has an accent. It turns on and off. Okay. All right, so here's where we are. So we're on a planet called Peridia, right? Peridia? All right. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this is the ancient homeworld of the Dathomirian, and we know that Morgan Elsbeth is from, or her ancestors are from Dathomir. So she's yeah. a survivor. They even address her as a uh, a child of the Night Watch. Yes, right. So, and we get to see three nice sisters. That was pretty cool. Seeing them in person, they're all dressed up. We actually up in saw red. A Night Sisters in live action, guys. Yeah, how about that? That is That's awesome. Awesome. That is awesome. Um, and you know, let me um. Well, let me talk about Peridia, uh, uh, Peridia uh, real quick. Now, uh, Balin mentioned something about the space whales, where when they're heading to Peridia, at some point, they pass on. I don't think that's how that works. Okay. Um, not sure why, but that's sad to hear that most of these uh, Peridos don't make it all the way or maybe part way and then I don't know what happens. They run out of steam or you know, that's run out of energy. It. What do you think? That's not how the pergils work. Okay. All right. Do you, you have a point? No? So you just drop dead on this well, planet. Okay, I'm just going by what, what, what Balin said. Balin said. And okay. Balin's the most reliable source of information. Okay. All right. Well, getting back to Thrawn. All right. 
So now what I, I like. Know. Okay. I find that hard to believe. Okay. All right. What it's literally I, all I'm saying. I get it. All right. What I like about Thrawn is uh, Lars Mikkelsen, once again, he does the voice, that wonderful voice. Perfectly. Distinctive. And he you has a theme. Thrawn has a theme, right? You hear this organ music that plays whenever he is on the screen. Of course it had to be organ. Yeah, it's just something, you know, ominous and, and, and dark and you know, like you would hear something dark out of a wrong. out of a horror movie. Yeah. So it was really it was wonderful. It was excellent. He looked great. Um, had on the blue, you know, he was a chiss. They did the blue right on the cab Okay. All right. Got it. All right. And then uh, let's talk about the night troopers. I don't know for sure if they're actually human beings underneath that armor, or are they maybe spirits human. that the that the Nicest has conjured up? I doubt they're spirits. You, you think they're they're real people underneath? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's interesting that he created that kind of army uh, in exile. Like, where do the if they're humans, where do they come from? Well, I mean, considering the fact that Thrawn is piloting the Chimera, I feel like at some point he probably left to go gather his masses. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Or maybe he sent out a a call and they answered. Mm -hmm. Honestly, he couldn't have left because people would have reported seeing Grand Admiral Thrawn's ship, Mm -hmm. which we'd never hear. We only hear there's rumors and whispers of Grand Admiral Thrawn being alive, but we never hear that, oh my god, somebody saw the Chimera outside of, I don't know, the Coruscant system. Nobody nobody said that, which makes me think that maybe there was some sort of distress call that he put out or something to gather himself an army. All right, Alex. Yeah, he, he mentioned that, you know, they could be the undead. I doubt uh, that. I, well, I, I I heard that as well, but is that I think that's is that from a novel or is it yeah, from I a, don't think a video un- game? I don't think they're undead. Okay, but that's not like your that opinion. Would be super, okay. Like Star Wars doesn't really have undead mm-hmm. unless you count the Night Sisters, but that's like witchcraft. That's different. Yeah, well, I, I want to talk about the so night. like zombies. That would that would freak with Star oh, Wars on so many levels. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want to talk about the nice system because I find that this they make an odd pair or an odd ally for Thrawn. So if we, you know, yeah, I thought he didn't like Jedi or witchcraft. Well, isn't he the same dude who literally gave us the excellent line of "What Jedi devilry is this?" I right, exactly. So I don't uh, think he likes. In case him. you didn't see our episode last Sunday where we do a uh, uh, breakdown or discussion about Thrawn. One thing that we do know, or he doesn't understand very well, is how the force works. He's not force sensitive. That's right? how the force works. Yeah. I, and I don't think he trusts anyone with the force. Uh, well, Jedi, definitely. We know that. No, he has no love a, for Jedi. He's a no adversarial Jedi. Yeah. And they oppose his views, and therefore, they're his enemy. They'd be his enemy regardless of if they were force sensitive mm-hmm. or not. Being force sensitive, if anything, just gave them something extra to hate about them. Yeah. And I, I think that's very cool. Mm-hmm. And the Nice Sisters, well, so I'm wondering what, how did they get together 
The only thing I can think of, you know, Thrawn likes to have his allies, you know, just like the Empire. He likes to have people in his corner. Yeah, when he, um, you know, was looking for, you know, uh, an ally to help his people, to help his cause, he he goes big. You know, he went to the Empire. You know, they were going to be an ally. Uh, It was going to be the Republic at the time. and um, That didn't work out. But the Empire apparently seemed to work for him. And now he's got the Nice Sisters. And I wonder if it's because maybe that's, he had no choice because this is their ancient home planet, the uh, the Dathomiris, and the Nice Sisters have the the capabilities or the night magic or the dark magic that he's looking for. But I really don't think he trusts the Nice Sisters. I don't think he has any love for them as well. And as as you know, he actually um, grouped them. You know, we were talking about a couple of things. One. Hey, my dudes. All right. Bombad Cast is here. Thank you. That's right. Thank you so much. Latoya, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Michelle. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Um, So this. um, So, again, Thrawn does not trust Jedi. And I don't see him having that much faith in the nice sisters either because yeah, they, the nice they're still force right they're, they're still force witchcraft so right. anything that would give them something extra to criticize them for right but on the other hand if he's able to make peace with them then that means i think Thrawn's playing his cards right mm-hmm. like whatever allies he could get like an enemy of an enemy is a friend That's so whatever right. allies yeah. he can get that are enemies of the Jedi, he'll go for the powerful. And because he goes for the powerful, that means that he won't have a target on his back. He'll instead have an alliance. Mm-hmm. And because of that alliance, he'll be even more powerful than he already was. Right, right. Uh, so the Nice Sisters, you know, made some mistakes along the way, as we'll, you know, as we'll find out. Uh, we should one do thing, an episode on them. Well, yeah, we'll do some more, you know, his, you know, yeah, historical. Yeah, those episodes yeah. of the Clone Wars were always dark. Right. Uh, For, well, one thing that they didn't do right was they didn't warn him, warn him about this Jedi that was coming. Right. They didn't warn him about Sabine. Sabine, you yeah, had no idea. Not a Sabine. Jedi. Well, they sensed that she might. Be I mean, Ahsoka's coming. Right. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. I was going to get to that part, but. Well, like they're. Like, I love how one of the Night Sisters, we just had to word bomb in that Sabine's force sensitive. It's like, yeah, that one reeks of Jedi. Right. And then they tied her up and threw her in the Rancor pit. Exactly. Where right. she was promptly devoured by Rancor. It's the end. Yeah, right. We wish, right? Return of the Jedi. <laughs> eh, no. Not really. No, no, of course. At I, least I'm she got kidding. better in this episode. I just kid. Well, okay. Let's Before move on. she got fed to the Rancors. All right. Before she got fed to the Rancors. Okay. So now. All right, last week we didn't see Sabine at all, right? It was all about Anakin and Ahsoka. Now we're back. Yes, it was an excellent uh, episode last week. So now we're back to to Sabine, all right? And she's still on her trek looking for Ezra. What do you feel now about Sabine? I mean, uh, we know, I think you still feel the same way. What she did to Ahsoka was not, okay, was not She doesn't even want to talk about it with Ezra. Right, right, right. Um, and Ezra, it looks like he looks different now. Like he hasn't okay. shaved. We're jumping to Ezra. Okay. 
Yeah, we saw yeah, Ezra fine. this episode too. Yes, Ezra awesome, appeared in the right? episode. Okay. Like he hasn't shaved and he lost that classic orange and yellow outfit from uh, Rebels. Yeah, well, that makes sense, right? He's not going like, to have just would one Would you outfit. rather wear the same clothes for 10 years or not? Okay, no, of course not. All right, so Sabine. Um, so at the beginning of the episode, Ahsoka is talking to Hu Yang. And Ahsoka is starting to put the pieces of the puzzle together, right? And she now realizes that, okay, well, I think Sabine did me dirty. You know, she left by her own will. Um, she went with the, the, the bad guys. Um, I don't. Did she even think about what the consequences were? Well, no, of course not. The only thing that's important to Sabine is finding Ezra. Um, so when we were talking about this last week, like, I don't know if this relationship yeah. between Ahsoka and Sabine being a Jedi, a Jedi Master and Apprentice is going to work out, right? So, okay, all right. Um, so, again, we think Sabine did not make the right choice. All right. All right, let's go back and talk about Ezra. Okay, so now we're on this planet. Okay, we're on the planet. Uh, Sabine is given a... a uh, an animal to ride, a howler. A howler as yes. It's called, yeah. Yes. Gives her a howler, howler, and she, and she goes out. Yep. And they send her off, mm -hmm. assuming that she's not going to survive. There's an ambush that happens later on. Right. And Sabine fights them off, of course. She's the main character. They're not going to rid of her. Right. Or a main character. Mm -hmm. And Thrawn's like, you know, we'll let you go. We'll let you live. But. Once I leave, you're stranded here forever, ever, ever, ever. Right. Yeah. Even Thrawn made the point, okay, all right, well, you made the decision to free me in order to see your friend, which is not a smart move. But if you want to, you know, find out if he's still alive, you want to go look for him, well, you know, there's, there's, there's your animal, you know, take the route out there. And then what he does when she's off... He you sends know, on Balin a ride. and Shin to go Balin after Balin and Shin, right. And Thrawn's smart because he yeah. said he promised to me that she would be able to go find Ezra. Mm -hmm. But what he did say is that Balin and Shin would be following her. Right. Because he's like, because Shin says, I thought you nodded your word. And he's like, well, I am. She'll be given the opportunity to find Ezra. Mm -hmm. And then you'll go in and get rid of him. Yeah, right. Get, get it done. So Balin, done. Balin made a promise to Sabine that he was going to help her fight Ezra, Thrawn. which, what did I say? Balin. Balin it's fine. made a promise to Sabine to help her find Thrawn Ezra. made the promise. No, 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 no. We're going back to last, the, the episode oh, before, the two episode episodes before. Four. Balin said that he would help her find Ezra if she come comes with, with me him. willingly. Exactly. Willingly. Right. 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 So he is keeping and she to his did, promise. They put her in handcuffs. Right. Yeah, but in a cell. Yeah. Like I love how they said, "Come with me willingly," and then threw her in a jail cell. Yeah, of course. You know, she's a prisoner, and she knew that. I don't think it mattered to her. She just wanted to get closer to Ezra. She just wants her boy. All right. Yes. All right. She wants so let's. Her brother. Okay. So let's move on to Ezra. All right. So. This is nice that this is a very, we needed this episode after last week's episode because we needed a big reveal. And not only did we get a big reveal, we got two, right? So not just Thrawn, we get to see Ezra, all right? Ezra, played Bridget. by Iman Esfandi, all right? 
And it was it was a cool they moment. Well, yeah, I, I thought it was a really cool moment. I loved the music and when they met, uh, you know, you just had that emotion. I don't think Ahsoka has dropped the ball once. Okay. In any category. All right, we're, we're talking about Ezra and no, but I'm saying the okay. show in general. Oh, the, I don't the think show. they okay. dropped the ball once in any category. Got it. All right. Do we want to go to Q and A? Okay, let's go to Q and A. All right, what do we have here? Okay, Eric Elliot. I really like this episode, but it's not my favorite episode so far in the series. All right, that's cool. I think that's it's cool. my favorite. Is it your favorite episode? All right. So again, you know, I was what I was getting at the beginning that you know we didn't really get the chance to talk about it, so I'm just waiting to hear what you have to say, which is cool. Yes, and then we have we have the Bob Bad Cast. Cast. The entire episode was incredible. Legit felt like full on fantasy. Yes, it did. Yeah. All right. So back to Ezra. Yes, let's talk about Ezra. Uh, what were we? What were you saying? No, we're we're going to talk about Ezra. Oh well, you know, as she was looking for Ezra, you know, she ran into some nomads, some trouble with some inhabitants there. Yeah, she kind of had a fight. Right. Yeah. But, um, she swiftly dispatched yeah. them. These uh, bandits. Did they give you an impression? Did they remind you of the Nile? I don't know they something did. about their their, like their, their costuming. Gear, or, the yeah, helmets, their, the helmet, the red yeah. and black touches. Okay. They did remind me of the Nile a bit. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. To me, that's they did. Yeah. All right. So then, when they meet Sabine. Oh, you mean Sabine? And so like, <laughs> it was the best moment okay. I think we've captured on screen. Okay. And Ezra says, "I knew I could count on you." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, that? that's so touching. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's ah, yeah. don't make me put on the waterworks." Yeah. It was nice. It, it, we it got felt, Ezra back, guys. Yeah, and what was interesting, you know, I, I guess she's just so overwhelmed by seeing him. You know, he's asking questions. Well, you know, how'd you get here? Well, what'd you do with that animal? And what, you know, what's going on? And she really didn't get the chance to tell him. Not that she didn't get the chance. She didn't want to tell him anything. She just said, "Well, let me just enjoy this moment." But so much has happened since he's been gone, right? It's yeah. hard to believe, you know, like there's, you know, the he's missed the Battle of Yavin, the Battle of Hoth and Endor. Battle of Endor. Yeah, right. Yeah. And she <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, uh, you know He has been out of it so long. And what was Ezra's goal, right? He wanted to just get thrown far away, right? So he wouldn't be a threat to anyone, which is he did. Kind of wanted thrown out the way, but yeah. The only thing is, he's rising to power. Well, right. That's that's the point, and you know, now, she's she's <laughs> she's the reason for his rise to power. I right? will say something. Yeah, I think I enjoy. I think yeah. I enjoyed how they got that instead of like tarnishing Ezra's sacrifice. They did kind of undo it, but like they didn't do it in a annoying way like they did when they brought back Palpatine. They did it in a plot-moving forward way and Ezra will probably get the closure he wants in the final episode by taking down Thrawn once and for all type mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like Disney plot. No, I, I get this, it. This is Disney. This is Disney. Alright. Like hopefully it doesn't turn out like a Darman video. Okay. Alright. Do I have to explain that? Or? You probably, yeah, to me, yes. All right. What is that? So, Darquavius Man, the man of the Dar variety. Also, Are you making this up? No, also okay. known as Darman. Uh, this dude, he makes the Life Lesson videos 
on YouTube. Okay. And it's criticized by the likes of August the Duck and Waffles and Riff. I don't believe so, the story. He makes life lessons, and they they usually tend to be crazy. Like, kid does a hundred dares for a hundred dollars, lives to regret it, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, like, kid does dangerous challenge for $10,000, or TikToker tries insane TikTok challenge. Mm-hmm. He lives to regret it. Barely. Like, stuff like that. And how does that but t- the plot always okay. ends in happy ending. The uh, the main antagonist loses everything, and the main protagonist gets like a Lamborghini, a hundred thousand dollars, the best gaming setup in the world, fifteen yeah. million subscribers, you know all that stuff. Yeah, that sounds like a fairy tale. That that most of that happens in the narration. Yeah, like like bro shooting a TikTok video, and then ten seconds later, you know. Frank shot a TikTok, and guess what happened afterwards? He got 15,000 subscribers every hour up until he reached 10 million subscribers and started making lots of money on every street. Like, stuff like that. Okay. Let's go to Q&A. <laughs> All right. We have for Q&A. Okay. Alex says, hello, Alex. Sabine definitely made the wrong choice. But having lost her family in her home after Ezra left a message for her, I think it's understandable, but I don't think Ezra will be happy. No, Um, I think Ezra will not be happy about finding out the deal Sabine made. Not sure if he'll be empathetic uh, or blame her, but I don't think he'll be happy. I think Ezra is probably going to be both. Like, we know Ezra is an empath, honestly, but like, I really don't think he's going to be that upset, but he would in a way. Because I feel like Ezra would value his friends' lives over his own. And he'd be upset at Sabine, like, you valued my life over Ahsoka's and Uyang's and Harris and Jason's. You know, you went all the way over to here and you got captured just to find me when you should have been saving Ahsoka and keeping the ghost safe and stuff like that. I, what what was heartbreaking for me is when he said to her, I'm so glad you found me. I can't wait to go home. <laughs> She's like, uh, <laughs> well, she had nothing to say. What's you know? home? Well I, I, well, I think back on Lothal, maybe. Well, the ghost. Well, uh, okay, the ghost, yeah. She and that's a part of, that's a part of his, his she life. She kind of moved into his tower. Well, that, that doesn't matter. I mean, he wants, he's been away <gasps> from this galaxy. He's been away from this Ken Ken Bishop. Okay. He's been away from this galaxy. All right. His galaxy for a very long time. All right. So he's ready to go back home. So Ken, thank you, Ken. Ken says, I think this show is the deepest mythical references to other films, philosophical, et cetera. That's what we've seen so far. Absolutely agree with that. Ken from Barbie. Good to see you again. Oh boy! Okay. Oh uh, boy! What was that? No, 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 no! You're making fun of the man's first name. Ken. It's a good first name. It is a good first name. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the bombast. Scotty says you sound like all of his students, all wrapped into one. <laughs> is that good? No, it, it, it's. Look, I'm sure it is. Yeah. All right. So, what do you think of the uh, the the notice? Those oh, have, the little like cute crab turtles, turtle crab turtles, or whatever you want to call them. What do you they think? were cool. I like them. 
you know. I don't think there was anything wrong with them. They were just no. kind of Ezra's caretakers. Well, yeah, I think so. So I saw a couple of things from this scene when Sabine um, encountered them. It did remind me of the Ewoks, you know, when Leia met Wicket, I think it was, for yeah. the very first time. And I'm, I'm listening to the music that's playing. It's this kind of light, upbeat music, and which is fine. Of course it is. Yeah. and Because it's a tiny, scared critter. Well, right, yeah. They did the same thing with the Ewoks, except this time it was because of the Howler, and I'd be scared of that Howler, too. Yeah. That Howler was licking his lips, like... Yeah. So I'm going to bring them back up again a little bit later when we get to the next topic. But I also, I get the vibe of a Jim Henson puppet. Oh, I like those crickets. Yeah, I mean, it's Jim cricket. So there was a movie back in the '80s called Dark Crystal. Um, oh, and, I yeah. saw that. And these these characters remind me of that. It just looked very, eh. you know, it's not computer generated. You know, it looks like puppeteers or whatever they were using. Um, let me know what you think, uh, everyone out there. So fanatics, thank you. Little Ewokish, yes, exactly. Yeah, so I, I got the Jim Henson vibe from these things. I, I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. And, you know, who knows? When you have an army of those little things, they may look harmless. But when it's I'm time sure to battle, play. you never know. You never know what they can do. It's or the same thing with the Ewoks. their shells. Right. You, don't, you know, They may have some. Like the Mario Turtles. They may have shells under those shells. You know, like some, dee some dee type dee of military. Yeah, you don't know. But Oh, my God. That was the most video game sound I've ever made. Yeah, that's fine. I'm never doing that again. I just All right, so I don't know what's going to happen to Ezra. Is he going to go home? Uh, not, not, not anytime soon. So he's got to get rid of all her stuff first. She got to put that in Home Depot boxes and move it <laughs> well, out before can... Ezra can get back home. Or does she got to move out once Ezra goes back home? You think you want to allow her to stay? They probably got room for two people to stay. Okay, all right. Ezra's not that cruel. I mean, he was gone for a while, so she said, "Hey, I was keeping your place, you know, <laughs> watching it for you until you got back home." All right. And now, I'm sure he'd be like, hi, ah, get out and give me my lightsaber back. Oh, right. Lightsaber. Well, yeah, she's getting yeah. all the under his lightsaber for 10 years. So I'm thinking maybe, you know, either either Ezra will get his back and Sabine will craft a new one or Sabine will keep his and Ezra will craft a new one. That's an excellent point. I think uh, Ken says the Nodis are the seemingly insignificant creatures that are more important than they appear. Exactly right. I think you're, they're more than meets the eye. They may look harmless, but you know, they have an army. You know, so they may they may bring something, something, some primitive weapons, just like the Ewoks. The Nodis are also kind of sort of like the Fraggles. Yes, Jim Henson, Fraggle Rock. It's another TV series back in the day, Fraggle Rock. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yes, Eric said they made me think the rock trolls from Frozen. What are you gonna say? I just said interesting. Okay. All right. All right. Trade so, offer accepted. Where do you see that? NPC. Okay. I don't know what that means. Non-player character. Okay. All right. The stuff in video games. You know, like, you know how, I'll, I'll try to explain it no. to you. Okay. You know that one stranger or that one person you don't know at lunch who gives you their chocolate milk because they didn't want it? But a they, stranger would give you me like another student. Yeah, like a like okay. another kid at school who gives yeah. you chocolate milk. Okay, but they make you pay a quarter. That's an NPC. Mm. They yeah, that, they that's, just kind of they're just trying to make a buck. Nope, not really. The point is, NPCs sell stuff. They're like merchants. They're oh, either okay. merchants 
where they just kind of do nothing. The point about being an NPC is, like, they don't have a life. <laughs> okay. So, okay. that's something an NPC would say, like, trade off for accepted. Are we going too slow? Let's move on to Balin and Shin, because I I think that the, the, this episode, Balin and Shin intrigue me more and more. Balin more so. By the way, Ray Stevenson is riveting to watch, to, to listen to what he says, to see what he does. I like him. He seems like an yeah. eloquent villain. Yeah, he... Not the, I like that. Not eloquent. the hellbender on destruction. No. You know, I'm going to get rid of everything and everyone in your life and nobody spared type yeah. villain. He's more the, uh, you know, you set your boundaries, I'll set mine. And we'll play a fair game, like a chess opponent, mm-hmm. rather than somebody who's trying to get rid of you. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I, that. I, it seems like every week we're learning more about who he is and what he's looking for. Not quite there yet, but I think this episode is the most revealing of, of, of where, he, what, where he's trying to go, what he's trying to get. By the way... Remember that one scene that we pointed out in the trailer where Ahsoka's blade went straight through Balin? Yes. I don't think that ever happens. Well, I mean, we've got two episodes left. I think the blade just went past him. Okay. All right. All right. I don't know if uh, people on the You know, I'll have to rewatch knows. that and see if she's using... We- I'll, see, I'll have to rewatch that and see if she's using two lightsabers and track the movements exactly to the trailer. Yeah. All right, so I'm a nerd. Balin, you know, you can tell he's haunted by Order 66. I mean, it's traumatic. You know, As, I, obviously that out, it would you be must be General Balin's General, goal right. so, before Order 66. Well, right. You know, because we face, know. He was like. So apparently Balin led his own army, I guess, or, you know, uh, a region of. Gotta play of that, one, that one theory song. What's the name of that song? People play during theories on, on shorts. Okay. Well, let me just move on with this. Okay. All right. So it is confirmed that uh, Shin, you know, because of her age, was too young to train. I figured. Right. So she was not at the temple. So she knows nothing about what happened at the temple. But you find that every week he's saying something about what he went through as a Jedi. Um, and then he also said um, that it's um, that the it's the it's a cycle where it's the fall of the Jedi, it's the rise of the Empire. It just keeps going on and on and on. And then what he's looking to do is to end the cycle for good. How we don't know, but I'm thinking, could it be that Shin or Balin is trying to maybe restore the Jedi Order? That's what I'm thinking. That would be noble. Yeah. But you know, oh my God, we've been building on this this whole season. If that's his goal, every time that Hu Yang defaults back to his old protocol, Ahsoka says, the Jedi Order failed. Look where the Jedi Order got us. You know, the Jedi Order's gone. So maybe this is some kind of setup and payoff. Because in almost every episode, we see Ahsoka and Hu Yang reminiscing of the Jedi Order. 
So maybe that's Balin's goal to bring it back, and Ahsoka will have to help him to face that very same truth. Right. And you were on the right track when you first met Balin. You thought maybe he might be in a position to take over from Thrawn because he yeah. doesn't want necessarily want Thrawn in power, but he wants power for himself. And in order to do that, you know, he I can't see he and and Balin and Thrawn working together. So you know one what? of them would have to, you know, out outdo the other. If he really it, wanted yeah. to restart the Jedi Order though, here's what he could do. If he takes out Thrawn and make a public display of it. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna get rid of Thrawn, whether that be like getting rid of him, getting rid of him, or like throwing him in the gulag, getting rid of him, <laughs> what you should do is gather all his troops and show them that you're not afraid to throw this man down a flight of steps into the gulag and shut the door behind. <laughs> like you just gotta you just gotta make sure it's known who's powerful, and then those could be like your clone troopers. And then you and Shin can train the New Order and Jedi. Mm. Like a reverse Luke Skywalker. Yeah, and one of the things he said about the planet they're on, Peridia, you know, he did mention that it's a land of dreams and madness. And there, these are stories that he was told when he was a youngster, a Padawan. He didn't know if they were true or not, like fairy tales. Um, but something about this place speaks to him. And I think he's maybe looking to start the Jedi Order there. So, I mean, in other words... But that again, we maybe he's not looking to even start the Jedi Well, that's just my theory. I maybe don't know if it's true or not. he's looking to start the Sith. No, the Sith? No, maybe he doesn't. It's the Sith. Maybe it's the Jedi, or maybe he's just training four sensitives. Because if you notice, his sabers aren't, like, purple or orange, because those are the more neutral colors. Well, like it is orange. The, it's red. Balin? Yeah, Balin. Balin? Uh, no, it's something in between. It, but I'm saying like okay, purple and mm -hmm. orange. Those are the more dark leaning colors. True. But it and there's no in his sword certainly isn't like green or blue True. or yellow. It's yeah, okay. red. And I I'd see like what you're to saying. take a moment to note that because even if his intentions may be pure. And he's st even if he's still conflicted, I don't think his saber color would be red. I believe there's a saber that represents good and evil mixed into one person. Hmm. I think it might be purple. Okay. So you don't think that he has any intention on restarting no, the Jedi Order? I'm not saying I don't think he has any okay. intention of starting the Jedi Order. Yeah. I'm just saying maybe that's not his goal. I still think it's plausible. So it's probably something maybe bigger than that. I think it might honestly be a larger plan, okay. like a step into a larger world. Okay, He's not just thinking inside the park. He's kind of going for that home run there. I see. Okay. All right. Looks like we got Ken in the chat with some answers. Okay. All right. Let's go to Q&A. Let's see what everyone thinks. Who's in the chat? What do we have? No. Thank you so much, Bailey. Balin really, really doesn't really seem like a villain. No, he, he's absolutely not a villain. Um, and he's not... Yeah, I he's not a villain. He's very sympathetic. He's seen a lot. He's got experience. So I think he just wants to change the way things are happening. Because yes, you know, at one point the Jedi were at the top of their game. And then all of a sudden there was a fall and then the Empire rises and 
we know that the empire falls and then at some point, you know, well, the, the new Republic comes on board and then they fall and then it's the, the first order. So mm-hmm. what is it so, he's trying to do to prevent that from, from this cycle, uh, prevent the cycle from continuing? By the way, say something? I, I was going to say, yep. the, according to uh, ultrasabers.com, the shady purple speaks to moral uncertainty, reconstruction, and recovery. Therefore, the individuals that use the purple lightsaber generally share an affinity with both the light and dark sides of the force. Okay. Now, if his lightsaber happened to be purple, then I would think to myself, oh, you know, Maybe that's something, maybe that's his goal, but like it's not. And yellow seems to be reserved for the Jedi Temple Guard, and red is traditionally Sith. Okay. So, so because of the color of his lightsaber, you think he's leaning towards the Sith? I'm saying what we know about crystals in yes. Star Wars is that they can kind of, the kyber crystals can determine the owner. Because in the Ahsoka book, the reason she has white sabers and is the only Jedi to have white sabers is because she picked up the lightsabers of a former Inquisitor, and when she touched them, the crystals purified exactly. and they turned white. That's right. Just like when you when Siths touch a regular Kyber crystal, it'll it'll corrupt it and turn it red. Exactly. They're never okay. stuck on one side. They're always moving back and forth, and yet, like, they can always be turned, the crystal, and yet, Balin's is red, and I find that intriguing, because hmm. a kyber crystal kind of determines, like, the values of the odor. Like, green and blue sabers don't mean the same thing. Green sabers are typically used by Jedi who have strong abilities with the Force. Makes sense. But that doesn't mean blue has the same meaning, or purple... Or yellow, or orange, or pink, or gold. Like, these saber colors all have different meanings. Okay. Uh, and one other thing that uh, Balin did say to Shin is that, you know, he is not training her to be a Jedi. He wants us to be something bigger than that. Um, what that exactly means, I'm not sure. Um, let's go to Q&A and see what else. Uh, any other thoughts from anyone in the chat? So Noel says... If he was trying to restart the order, wouldn't he work with Luke? Luke is in a place where he needs a mentor after Yoda becomes one of them with the Force. Yeah, right? that's what I was thinking. Like, okay. If he really wanted to restart the order, I know he probably doesn't know Luke exists because... Probably not. I think he probably knew that Anakin was like losing it because of Padme, Yeah. if he knew that at all. But I don't know if he knew that he had kids, so he probably wouldn't know Luke existed. But Ahsoka could definitely give him guidance. And by the way, blue sabers represent righteous, brave, bravery, and nobility. So, well, that's a very good point. But could it be possible that Balin could still set up a Jedi Order in the galaxy that he's in currently, yeah. and Luke continue to set up his Jedi Order or you know his Jedi Temple in his own galaxy? So it's, it's possible you can have multiple Jedi throughout the galaxy setting up a Jedi order. I don't know. I, that's what I'm thinking. But okay, so Angela says, I don't think Balin wants to start a Jedi order, such as the one he came from, but possibly one closer to what the Jedi were. He did say starting over and his saber is orange, verified by Dave Filoni. Hey. Okay. All right. Well, I just looked it up. Yeah. Most often force wielded by sensitives who identified as gray Jedi. 
Gray Jet, the orange lightsaber? Yep. Okay, so he's gray a gray Jedi. Right. Jedi. And since it's confirmed that it's orange, even though it looks red in most shots. <laughs> I think Shin has an orange saber too. Yes, they have the same color lightsaber. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that makes more sense to this. Yeah. I don't know. I. Yeah. I, I think you know, like most Jedi who lived through the or, uh, lived through Order sixty six and the fall of the Jedi, say the same thing. So it's blood on. They made the Jedi made mistakes, and I guess what Balin's trying to do is figure out how to bring it back. Without making those same mistakes. So you know what? This is fuel for my theory. Okay. Maybe my theory is that Bailey wants to start his own order of Grey Jedi. Think about it. He's a Grey Jedi thanks to his saber color and so is Shin. So maybe what will happen is that he wants to start his own order of neutral Jedi. Mm-hmm. Who then go out and they trade others. It doesn't necessarily have to be a rule of two, but it doesn't no, have to be true. the, we're going to recruit multiple people and everybody's going to have their own Padawans type thing. Yeah. Like, it could be a mix of both. It could be. Balin, uh, like like people are saying in chat, Balin isn't, he doesn't seem like a villain. That's true. That, he I agree seems like that, he's absolutely. got a goal he wants to accomplish and people are in his way. Right. Yeah, like Thrawn. Yeah. Now, speaking of Thrawn, now, what, Balin and Shin, you okay? You need yeah. Okay, what Balin and Shin doesn't know is that Thrawn is actually throwing them to the wolves, literally. Of course he is. You know, because they're Jedi. Thrawn don't like he Jedi. He wants to get rid of all Jedi. You know, he, you know, look, he's looping the Jedi and the Night Sisters in the same category, right? So when I mean, I would too. At the end of the episode, I don't trust Night Sisters. Well, well, yeah, of course. They've so proven themselves evil. At the end of the episode, when the Night Sisters. <laughs> When the nice sisters come back and say, "Oh well, there's another Jedi on the way," and Thrawn's All like, right. "Well, really? Well, when were you going to tell me this? Like, okay. What's going on?" Eric and Elliot, then, yeah, he's going to comment. Yes. Eric okay, said, I don't like the expression "great Jedi." I prefer "jizz." Jizz. Okay. Why not? Jizz. It's easier to say jizz. Jizz. Yeah. Jizz. So. Jizz. jizz. I I think at some point. Thrawn's going to turn on jazz. the Night you Sisters. Like jazz? I think he's going to use them until he is ready to. He's going to use them until he's ready to get rid of them. I think he's just tolerating them right now because they're an ally and they're giving him what he wants. But as soon as he gets back to his galaxy, all bets are off, you know. But anyway, so we now know that he doesn't care much about Shin and Balin either. So now, could this happen? Now that you have Balin and Shin. Sabine and Ezra stranded, possibly, on the same planet. Maybe they'll strike up an alliance. Yes, exactly. I exactly. see that happening. I don't identify yes. Balin and Shin as villains, in a way. I identify them as the villains of the show, mm-hmm. but not villains as far as personality. Yes. They just happen to be the main antagonist. Right. Elspeth, on the other hand, she doesn't seem like she's conflicted at all. No. She's after power. I mean, her whole quest since Mando season two has been to find Thrawn and get in his good graces. Because at this point, I don't yes. think Thrawn knows that Elspeth is a descendant of the Night Sisters. Oh, I think he does. Yeah, that's why she's there, along with the Night. Oh, I think he does. Yeah. Well, and I don't think because so, he probably would have sent her off with Balin and Shin. I get that she's not force sensitive, but like, if he really wanted to get rid of them because he didn't trust them, he would have done so. 
But then again, he did keep the Knights. In. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, I think her goal is to resurrect her and get these good graces. Yeah. And then lead alongside she, him. And that, once she feels powerful enough, get rid of him. No. What, you're talking about Morgan getting rid of no, 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 th- I, I uh, meant, th- the other way around. No, I'm, okay. talking about, I'm talking about Thrawn. Thrawn right. I think Thrawn's going to get rid of her eventually. Yes, Because he'll find no use for her after he's able to take off. Absolutely. And even though Morgan Elizabeth has plans in her head, yeah. like, I'll, I'll be right beside Thrawn throughout all of his greatest victories, Thrawn will be like, well, I no longer happen to need you. Yeah. Or the Night Sister Coven. So he's probably going to get rid of them. Okay. Let's go to Q&A. Let's see what we have. All right. Who's up first? The Bob Madcast. What are we expecting for next week? Next week, I think Sabine, Ezra, Balin, and Shane will strike up a truce. But we got to get a good fight scene. Like, I think I think what's going to happen is maybe even Ezra's built his own. Oh, I was about to say maybe Ezra built his own lightsaber. But that's not possible because he doesn't have a kyber crystal. Well... Okay, go ahead. I'll let you but finish. I think maybe what will happen is we'll get an epic fight between Ezra, Sabine, Balin, and Shin, and none of them are going to die. Then eventually, Sabine and Ezra are going to stop them. Probably Sabine to be like, listen, wait. We already have Ezra. Don't you know Thrawn is playing you like pawns in his game? Yeah. You know, once you are no longer useful, he'll try to get rid of you too. And even though you think you're powerful, you are, but you aren't. Thrawn as an army full of men that are just waiting for you. You know, you guys got to stop. You can join us. And I think maybe if you join us, we can win. Yeah. And then they're not go. They're not joining without a fight. But, like, if you can't beat them, join them. So they're kind of forced into it. And then afterwards, they end up biting Thrawn. Balin gets to start his own, you know, kind of tiny little group where he trains Shin. And then eventually Shin picks up another Padawan, and they each start picking up even more Padawans. Yeah, I don't know, like a tiny little coven. What the only the only yeah. issue I'm grappling with is I don't know if we can let that happen. Like I don't know if we can allow Balin and Shin to survive because it seems like hmm. this is honestly kind of dependent on their goal. Like if his goal is to start up a second Jedi Order, Mm -hmm. then we can't really allow them to survive for that to happen, because we know it doesn't. Like, by the time of the Rise of Skywalker, Jedi aren't back. Rey is literally (laughs) the last Jedi. Don't forget, Keith. So, we're talking, we're we're in two different galaxies now, right? So, this is a brand new galaxy, though. Well, I mean... It's the same timeline, it's just a different... It's a different place. Different part of the galaxy. Okay. But I'm, I'm just thinking, at this time, Luke has already started training his own Padawans. I'm not expecting Balin to know that. Okay. I'm just thinking that's not going to be helpful. And we also know that Rey is the last Jedi, and then Luke's group of Padawans ends up, you know, not making it out thanks to Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe... If that's his, if that's their goal, then they aren't surviving. But if it's not, there's a there's a forty one fifty there's a forty nine fifty one chance that that isn't his goal, you know, his favor. But I'm believing that maybe they will survive. Yeah, I don't think there's any need to kill off Balin and Shin. They seem like good characters. We could even get some more development with them later. Well, I get the impression that Balin. 
may just want to stay on Peridia. And I think he's okay with not going back to the galaxy that he came from. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Right, okay. So I think He doesn't seem to have much of a mission, honestly. Like, we heard they were mercenaries, but we never saw that, oh, you know, they've been... They've been doing so and so thing. They got so and so family members who are being trained. You know what I do wonder though? What's that? What if Shin's parents were caught up in Order sixty six? Because we know she's not old enough to be around during Order sixty six. No. But what if her parents are survivors of Order sixty six? Funny you should mention that. And then they end up getting captured by the Empire, or even better. They escaped in the prison raid on Lethal that Ezra and Ezra's parents staged, and then and Shin doesn't even know it yet. Hold that thought. I want to go back I don't to know, Q&A. I'm just trying to tie up a bunch of yeah, threads but, here. But hold that thought. I want to talk about but they're different Shin's kinds parents. Of wolves, so. Okay. What do we have? We have Ken. I wonder if there's a portal to the actual world between worlds on that planet. Now, I'll say something. I don't To this be- question? Yeah, to this okay. question. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe so. Because if there was another portal, I feel like Palpatine and his men would have scoured the galaxy looking for that. That is a good point. That yeah. is a good point, so, especially since the one on the galaxy, like the one on the has been destroyed. destroyed. Right, they would look for a portal somewhere else. Nobody else has thought to yeah. look for one, and I don't think it's necessary either. Yeah, like we don't really have a reason to go into the world between worlds at this point in time because we already know we can't bring back Caden. No, no. You know, the only thing that concerns me about, you know, going back to Scotty's question about next episode, once Ahsoka gets to this planet, right, and we know that the, the Purgles, unfortunately, may not make it, um, they need to find a way back. So how are they going to get back to their galaxy? So we know Thrawn has you know the what? ship. Yeah. The Chimera is the only way off. So would they but have to... Sco- crafty plan here. Okay. Crafty plan. Yeah. What if... Balin and Shin, they pretend to capture Sabine, Ezra, and Ahsoka. And they hold on to all their lightsabers so that Thrawn doesn't get them and lock them away. Then, once and this is assuming that they join forces, then once they're in route, they can get their sabers back. And then they can, they can fight off Thrawn. And then maybe Balin and Shin escape and like take an escape pod back to Peridia. Hmm. Just so you're saying they're going to stow away somehow yeah, on the Chimera? Yeah, I'm saying they're going to get captured by... Th- they're going to get intentionally captured. Okay. And then that, since that's the only way of ever getting off that planet, because if the Perkill don't make it, and I feel like this is kind of a plot device we're using mm-hmm. here, right. so that there has to be some conflict, the only way is to get on the Chimera. And if they get on and cause a riot, then there is no way that even if... Even if uh, they join forces, that is five against at least a hundred stormtroopers right there. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, these right, clone yeah. troopers I, were, mm. were they were they were spotting those Jedi. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this would be no different. Okay, I mean they're dumber and they have worse yeah. aim, but I feel like if you have a hundred blaster shots fired at five moving targets, at least one of those is going to hit somebody. Yeah, yeah. So, that's the only thing that I, I I don't know what, which is great because I don't know what's going to happen next. But I just don't see how they're going to they as in Ahsoka and Sabine and Ezra 
are going to return. Yeah, they're not getting their, anywhere unless they get yeah. on the Chimera. They probably want to get captured. It's the path of least resistance, honestly, because if they go on with the flight, like I said, they're outnumbered. But if they go on getting captured, hmm. then it's super easy because Thrawn will have his guard up. Okay. He'll have his guard up and he'll expect it, which is what I'm thinking. Yeah. And maybe there'll be a fight, like, you know, in A New Hope. When oh. There's that fight scene in the hallway and then they duck into the uh, the trash compactor. Yeah, gotcha. Something like that, honestly. Okay. Like, I think I think that's have that's gonna have to happen because otherwise there's no shot of like getting off that planet. Hmm. Okay. Any more Q and A? Let's see what we have. Eric says, "What if Ezra made a lightsaber made from the nice system magic?" Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. I don't think you can make sabers from night sister magic because night sister magic is not kyber crystals. Kyber crystals are what power these sabers. So. Right, and I wouldn't. I don't think Ezra would have that kind of force power to actually create a, a saber using the Night Sisters' force power. Yeah, because Ezra's yeah. not Ezra's not a Night Sister. And he wouldn't yeah. particularly be he wouldn't particularly be inclined to alliance with one. So I don't think he'd be able to make one. Hmm. This is interesting. So Angela says, I think Ezra is going to prove that he no longer needs a lightsaber; that he has grown powerful enough without it. I feel like I feel like even though he has certainly grown powerful, Mm -hmm. I do not believe that he's strong enough to just be fighting here without a lightsaber. I mean, Anakin is the strongest Jedi we know, and he still fought with the saber. Yeah, I mean, Ezra is a Jedi, and the lightsaber is a Jedi's weapon. So I'm certain that he would want to continue to use a lightsaber now. And losing a saber hasn't stopped him before. He made a new one back in season uh, season three when his old one got destroyed by Maul yeah. in, uh, in Malachor. Gotcha, yeah. Ken says, I think Rose's comment, that's how we're, we're going to win. Not by fighting what we hate, by saving what we love will be on display in this yeah, series. Yeah, remember that when she sabotaged him yes, from sacrificing and saving all the rebels? Yes, we do remember that, Keith. Okay. Right. Like honestly, I'm short. glad because we got to keep we got to keep Finn on this side of the living. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like that was the most. Thank you, Ken, for joining us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Time for you to board the inflatable Falcon. Can I say something about Hi. you? Mentioned something about Shin's parents. Yes. Do you think Balin might be her father? I, I get this paternal. I- sense between the two of them. You know, Maybe like he it. knows who well, he knows Shin from a very, very young age. Yeah. I'll so tell you what could I'm... he not be her father? Maybe it's like a like an Indian short round type thing. Like maybe mm. he found Shin like deserted and left behind on some planet. Okay. And he like yeah. an Odin and Loki situation. Right. He found her deserted on some planet and he thought, you know what? It's a shame to just let this child sit here because she'll die if nobody helps her. Okay. So let me help her. Okay. Or maybe he just met Shin when she was like a teenager and she decided, I want to go with you. My parents are awful. And <laughs> then she left. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm glad that's not me. I got the best parents. I love you guys, mom and dad. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's very nice of you to say that. Yeah. Okay. Love you too. Yeah, man. I know. I, I, I just, you know, maybe it's because of Ray Stevens' performance. Like, he's yeah. just very paternal. Um, which, or, yes, or, 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 
Yeah. I, 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 there's, look, if they are, I, I think that'd be great. I think that'd be even more of an emotion, um, emotional stakes for them if Maybe something were to happen to cousin. one of them, you know? So I don't know. All right. Maybe Shin's his cousin. What do you think of Ezra's return? Oh, we couldn't wait. It was fantastic. I nearly I broke down in tears. I did. No, I, you know, I, I watched it a couple of times and, you know, it's the music that's just so powerful. Um, that theme that's played when they're hugging each other, you know, it's just, oh, it, it got me. So, yeah, I loved it. All right. So um, as we look at any last minute comments, you know, I um, just wanted to bring up if you've been watching our episodes the last few weeks, we are talking about Colored River. And uh, so, by the way, let me ask you something. What was Merrick? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Like was it he? Oh, you mean the one that was uh, destroyed by Sabine uh, Ahsoka? Yeah. The Inquisitor. Yeah. What was he? I think he was just something that was created by the Night Sisters. Tear gas. Tear gas. He was made of tear gas. Is that what Wikipedia yeah, is saying? I mean, no, that's not what Wikipedia is saying. Oh, well, who's saying that? Me. Tear gas? Look, he just kind of disappeared. Oh, and everyone well, just stared at him. Yeah, but you said, like, ah! remember you said that, yeah, okay, well, that dust or whatever, yeah. you know, when he disappeared, it was green. You supposed to take that serious. No, but I agree with you because you mentioned that, you know, when. It was when... probably Nate's sister magic. Yes, right. So, yeah. So I think it. I was making a quip. Oh, oh, is that okay? That was a quip. okay. So you, you you interrupted me, you know, about colored river, Sorry. so you can make a quip. Sorry, father. <laughs> All right. So uh, final days. Okay. Uh, actor and content creator Catherine LaSalle, a friend to the show, and actor writer Olivia Celine are launching a seeding spark fundraising campaign to produce an independent short film called Colored River. The tagline is. Conflicted by a violent past and captive to a dark family history, a writer is driven to unnatural lengths to complete her final piece. Okay? So if you want to help Catherine and Olivia reach their goal, support them to get the film greenlighted. You can give them access to press coverage, help them fulfill their dream of bringing to life the amazing works of super talented artists of color. To donate. Please go to coloredriverfilm.com and choose the amount you're willing to give. That's it. Simple enough. We donated. Yes, we did. And we are um, big fans of, of Catherine LaSalle. And when she came to us to talk about her new project, we were on board. So um, so check it out for yourself. Just go to coloredriver.com. See if that's something that you'd be interested in, in, in giving to, donating. We have a QR code up? Yes, we do have a QR code as well. All right. Um, uh, any final comments? This has been fun. We had a good group tonight. We have. I had Chris Ryan's on Honest to Claude. Okay. All right. Question. Do you think? <laughs> I, I'm didn't, not sure what that meant, Eric. Uh, it's question. Show, Honest to Claude. Oh, I never heard of that. What is Honest to Claude? I don't so you know that that uh that blob thingy from the Rise of Skywalker that was friends with Snap? I don't know. Until he got oh, Snap up. Wexley. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. That that's Claude. 
Okay, I don't remember that character, but okay. So Alex says, do you, do you think we'll see Zeb before Ahsoka ends season one? Honestly, at this point, I don't know how we would factor in. I was hoping maybe we'd see him when the X-Wing fleet pulled up yeah. on uh, on Seatos, but I don't think that's happening because there's no segue for that to happen. Now, here's the thing. Now, Alex might be onto something. I was thinking, well, well how... We, we got Ezra, we got Sabine, okay. we got Hera, we got Chopper, yeah. and we have Jason... I think he might be like a new member of the mm-hmm. team. And we have Ahsoka. Ahsoka wasn't really like an official member. But we have four out of the six official members, or five now. The only missing puzzle piece is Zeb, and we already saw him in live action. It's like it's like they're preparing us for this. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say something I then I thought maybe that's not going to work. So I was wondering if there was a new the new republic was probably going to create some type of um another hyperspace ring because they, these these rings are being produced on their facility so maybe they can create another hyperspace ring to go out and find yeah nah, i don't think that's going because they have no well to find ezra's and sabine and yeah, ahsoka but, but you know that's going to be too difficult can, yeah because they have no idea where firstly, they are i don't think long range communications work yeah. there secondly yeah. the map was destroyed and yeah. even if it wasn't it was left behind on seatos meaning yeah. That the only way for them to get the map back is if they actually get off the planet. Yeah. You know what? So let me. But no, Alex, wait. I don't know. To answer your question, I don't Dad, think we're going to see Zeb. If Ahsoka yeah. comes out the Purgil, she'll still have her ship. Yes, but her ship would not have the the power, I think, to make it back to the other galaxy, right? That's why she needed the purgle. Yeah, I know, but maybe she I can mean, make, she's going to have to hitch a ride make, on another purgle. Maybe she can make pit stops on another planet, fuel up, get some energy for the ship, and go back. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, you could just fly. I mean, she's going through hyperspace. She's going at a, a, a very long distance. I don't even know if I the know. ship is going to have enough fuel to That's even what do I'm that. saying. Just make yeah. small jumps. Small jumps. Grab right. fuel. Yeah, stop at the uh, service station. Yeah, go go to the uh, Kmart. Go to the Kmart. Right. Fuel up. Grab yeah. some snacks. Right. Grab some Mantel mix. There you, you go. Know, right. Get back on the road. <laughs> Alex, I, I, I the reason why I don't think we'll see Zeb is I don't see how they're going to work or spaces in, in the New Republic now that we're yeah. now invested. They had an opportunity of the galaxy. Yeah, we yeah. didn't get to. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Keith, where can people find us? You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, our socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fathers and Galaxy. Website fathersandgalaxy.com. Uh, check out our socials, Facebook, Twitter, it's did I say that already? No. Yeah. My bad. Okay. Uh, Patreon page, patreon.com slash Fathershed Galaxy. Merch store, fathershedgalaxy.myspreadshop.com. Check that out. Also, Colored River, please donate. And yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, if there are any final comments, we'll look out for them. But if not, um, uh, I'm having the best time watching this series. It is... Dave Filoni, I mean, we could sit here and talk about Dave Filoni for another hour, but he knows what he's doing, okay? I think we're convinced, too. He knows what he's doing. Because we don't know what's going on doesn't mean that he doesn't know what's going on. Of course he does, so we'll just wait. Uh, Alex says, 7-Eleven, oh, thank Purgle Heaven. <laughs> oh, thank Heaven for Purgle for 7-Eleven. Uh, there you go. 
Oh, thank heaven for the Pergils. Thank, thank Pergil heaven for 7-Eleven. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So they might have gone to Pergil 11. All right. Episodes seven and eight. Here we come. All right. So thank you, everyone. If there's We're coming on just, top of a Pergil. That's right. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. All right. So thank you, everyone. We are uh, we're done here. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you're watching Frazier us live now the or you're going to listen or watch us later, I hope you enjoy. Until next time, take care and, and we will we'll see, see you again. again.